Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hell of Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We have such a huge love for storytelling without walls, without barriers. Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and I'm a journalist. Join me on my new podcast, But We Loved, coming May 15th, where queer elders recount the amazing history they've lived through. In the middle of Wall Street, they stopped traffic. They were doing a die-in. And in the process, share little gems of wisdom for the next generation. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. You can listen to But We Loved May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mack Weldon underwear, t-shirts, and socks are better than whatever you're wearing right now. Mack Weldon believes in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. You can shop from anywhere and check in and out in less than a minute. Okay, I just gifted my brother Eric some Mack Weldon underwear and the whole thing took about three minutes tops. All of their products are naturally antimicrobial. Okay, you know what that means? That means they eliminate odor, which is very important to any man. Trust me. They want you to be comfortable. So if you don't like your first pair, you can keep it. Okay, keep the pair of underwear. They'll still refund you everything. No questions asked. That is a guarantee. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off using the promo code RAPAPORT, R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T. Not only does MacWeldon underwear, socks, and shirts look good, but they perform well, they wash well. It's good for working out, going to work, or going out on dates, or just everyday life. I'm wearing a pair of MacWeldon underwear and a t-shirt right now as I'm doing this I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast. All right, this is the I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast. Coming live and direct. From the gloom tomb, the sound-proofed gloom tomb of Los Angeles. Um, my name is Michael Rappaport. Some call me the Gringo Mandingo. Some call me Mr. White Folks. Some call me the Consummate Stick Man. Um, I'm in the gloom tomb. From the womb to the gloom tomb. Um, just so you know. The Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast World Tour. The fucking world tour. We're going to be at First Avenue in Minneapolis on July 28th in Minnesota. Home of a lot of things. Spent a lot of time out there working throughout the years. Um, I love that city. July 29th in Milwaukee at the Paps Theater. A live conversation podcast. With the great, iconic, one-of-a-kind Latrell Sprewell. I, 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 I'm so excited about that. It's going to be me, G. Monetti, and Latrell Sprewell live from Milwaukee. He's from Milwaukee. It's going to be dope in front of a live audience. He, he was one of our bucket list uh, people we wanted to interview from the beginning. And then Chicago 731 on the 31st of July. We're going to be in Chicago at Lincoln Hall. Any tickets are available at IamRappaportTour.com. They're cheap. Would love to have the people to come out. Me and Moody, we're going to be there. We got t-shirts. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. So that's the world tour, the first leg of the world tour. Milwaukee, 
Minnesota, and Chicago. Go to IamRapportTour.com. So this is what's going to happen on this episode of the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. I'm solo. G Monetti is in New York. I'm on my way to New York. Um, we're interviewing the great New York Jets wide receiver and a fascinating personality. And I predict we'll go on to uh, be the next NFL crossover media star. Same uh, like uh, Michael Strahan did, but in his own his own lane, his own his own way. Uh, Mr. Brandon Marshall, New York Jets, formerly of the Miami Dolphins, the Denver Broncos, the Chicago Bears, and now he is a New York Jet. J E T S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Um, let me see. What can I say about him? He, he's broken so many different records uh, in the NFL. He's the only player to have a thousand yards receiving. With four different teams, the Broncos, the Dolphins, the Bears, and the Jets, which he did last year. Most seasons with 100-plus receptions. He's a Hall of Famer. Most receptions in an NFL game, 21 receptions, which is crazy. 21 receptions in one game. You know, we don't fact-check here at the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast, um, but I had to get the stats right for, for B. Marshall. Um, just a cool dude, interesting dude. Um, you know, he, he, he was one of these players, if you're not a football fan, uh, trust me, you're going to enjoy this interview. He's one of these guys, when he first came into the league, you're like, yo, this dude's going to fizzle out, burn out, a lot of talent, head case. You'd see him arguing with, you know, his teammates. You know, you heard about off off the field stuff. And then you're just like, yo, this, is, this isn't going to be good. Um, but he turned it around. And uh, he turned it around in a, in a big way, in a public way. Um, he was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. Um, and, and, you know, he's really sort of embraced, uh, you know, his, his issues. And, and uh, you know, there was a great football life about him. The, the uh, NFL uh, channel, did, they have this series called Football Life, and they did a great uh, show on him. And, and it really talked about, you know, he was very open and honest about it. And he's been very um, active in the, just the mental health Arena and I and I love stories of redemption, of comebacks, of improvement, because me uh, speaking for myself, you know, I think everybody's a work in progress, and I think you got to have the just the impotence and the will to improve yourself. And, and Brandon Marshall, uh, you know, being a, an athlete, a football player, a tough football player, black dude from the hood, he talks all about this stuff, you know, to sort of humble yourself and, and embrace and and uh, you know y- your flaws. And to do it in a public forum, I, I just I'm, I'm really uh, I have a lot of respect from on the field, off the field. And, and I love that he, he's a uh, commentator and a broadcaster during the regular season, which I'm pretty sure is the first time it's ever been done by anybody um, for Showtime inside the NFL uh, program. So I'm really looking forward to talking to B. Marshall, the fucking guy. He, he had a punctured lung playing football. Um, and he, he's just, he's a badass. He's a bad motherfucker. So I'm going to interview Brandon Marshall. Um, <clears throat> the Iron Rap Report Stereo Podcast is sponsored by ShipStation. When you're selling online, getting your orders out the door quickly can be tough. Ship happens. That's why you need ShipStation.com. It's a fast, easy way to manage and ship your orders all from one place. ShipStation helps your orders get out quickly and keeps customers happy. Whether you're using Shopify, Squarespace, WooCommerce, or over 75 other popular selling channels, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface. This makes things really easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. Then use ShipStation to create shipping labels for all the top carriers, including UPS, FedEx, and USPS. With ShipStation, you'll ship more and less time with the best rates available. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. I've been using ShipStation and it's made sending out packages so much more efficient. Remember, when you're shipping stuff out, ship happens. Right now, try ShipStation free for 30 days and get an additional month free only if you use my last name, Rappaport, R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T. Go to ShipStation.com. Before you do anything else, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Rappaport. That's ShipStation, S-H-I-P-S-T-A-T-I-O-N.com. Enter Rappaport. Trust me, when you're shipping things out, ship happens. All right, before we get to Brandon Marshall, um, <clears throat> there's a lot of shit going on. I, 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 I don't want to pontificate um, about what's going on in the world. 
I don't feel like I can articulate myself good enough. I was, I honestly had literally, as the first time in my life, I had an actual nightmare the night of the attacks in Nice, France. Um, I, I'm so concerned about everybody, including myself. I don't know where the world is going. I hope uh, it all improves. Um, I have no answers, but I, 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 am, I am just devastated, concerned about, about the, the, just the whole world in, in general, the United States, and uh, I, just, I just wanted to ar- articulate that and, and, and let you know that, that everybody here at the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast, heart goes out to, to, to everybody who was affected by, by what's happened recently. Forget, forget Nice. Uh, not saying forget Nice, you know, uh, just in Nice, the brutality uh, with the police, the brutality on the police, um, just all over all over the world. It's, it's a frightening time. They were, they tried to have a fucking coup in Turkey the other day, and that didn't work. I don't even know uh, the details of that. I'm going to get Eli Lake, the unofficial uh, official I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast political correspondent on this week. To hopefully articulate and explain what really went down in 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 uh, in Turkey, um, I know a coup is when they 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 pretty much try to overthrow the government, and they tried to do that, and then they it didn't work out, and now they have like two thousand eight hundred, and I think fifty something soldiers who they're going to get executed. That that's how they get down over there. Um, you try to overthrow the government, like you don't you don't go back home for uh, mashed potatoes. Um, which is again, it's it's just it's more death. It's 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 more. I don't know. I I don't even I don't even know what the fuck happened in Turkey. But uh, you know that that's I'm not I'm not great in, in politics and world events. That's why we have uh, Eli Lake, the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast political correspondent, and he'll be on this week. Um, I'm a big UFC guy. I'm not like Mister UFC. I watched those fights last week. Each one was more brutal and violent than the next, pretty much. Uh, Brock Lesnar, who looks like he's fake, uh, pretty much looks like an incredible Hulk. Like he looks like something out of a movie. Um, a goon, a real goon, uh, like a Viking type of uh, white goon. Um, kicked the shit out of this guy, who's an ass kicker in himself. Lesnar totally dominated him. Uh, wrestling wise and you know ground and pound beat the shit out of him and and, and just the other day it came out that Brock Lesnar uh, after the fight was tested for some sort of PED performance enhancing drug or I, they don't they don't they don't disclose what kind of drug it is but they're saying that you know after the fight they they, they that he was something happened in in his testing I, I don't know why they don't make it totally public they make they make so many other things like they make you know, so many other things public. This guy beat the shit out of this guy. I can't remember the guy he fought. The CIM Rapport Serial Podcast, as you know, we don't fact check. Um, but he should have his entire purse go to the other guy that he beat up. I um, mean, he should be banned for life. You can kill somebody in, in UFC. It, 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 I don't want it to happen, but, but I feel like it's inevitably going to happen. One of these big fights, I fuck with Dana White. I fuck with Joe Rogan. I fuck with the whole community. But I feel like they need to have some sort of standing A count or stop the fight. You, a, a guy, a fighter, a trained fighter can't just be the one to say, oh, I'm going to stop when I, when I want to stop. Because these guys are trained not to stop. They tap out when their arm's about to break or when they're about to like literally be choked out. But, but there has to be some in-between. So, so Brock Lesnar uh, is apparently used some, some, some something, PEDs. I just assume it's steroids. I don't know how that's going to play out, but his whole purse should go to the guy he, he beat up and he should be banned. And, and John Jones, who was kicked off the card, uh, the guy he was going to fight, uh, won his fight. Daniel Cormier, not sure if I'm saying his name right again. We don't fact check here at the Iron Rapport Serial Podcast. He fought Anderson Silva, whose leg literally broke in half uh, a couple of years ago during a fight. If you're not a UFC guy, it was disgusting. Um, but he's still fighting. Again, it shows uh, uh, what kind of mentality it is. If, if you break your leg in half and then two years later you're still fighting at a high level, you're a fucking nut job. Every time Anderson Silver goes to kick, I'm like, this guy's leg's going to break in half again. Anyway, the Brock Lesnar shit is bugged out. Um, 
Tom Brady, you fuck you. Bill Burr, you fuck you. Bill Simmons, you fuck you. Ben Affleck, Larry Bird, Bobby Orr. It's over. It's fucking over. It's done. You can make your excuses, your conspiracy theories. You, oh, why do you care? But listen, I'm from New York. I love Boston. I love people from Boston. Boston's been through their own terror and their own trauma. So I fuck with Boston. Boston's strong. But when it comes to the sports, okay, okay, you guys have an inferiority complex. I don't give a fuck, okay? I don't care about your, 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 your couple of Super Bowl rings and, and your rinky-dinky World Series titles. I don't know nothing about the NHL. So I, apparently you guys won a Stanley Cup recently. I don't know. Um, I'm glad the big three won with the Celtics. But I'm also glad that Tom Brady is going to be sitting here eating TV dinners the first four games of the NFL season. And that's, that's the end of this fucking deflate gate shit. Concede. Okay, now Tom Brady, you're up there with Shoeless Joe Johnson, Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa, and the rest of the cheating fucks. That's, that's the way it is, okay? He conceded. There's no more fighting. Don't embarrass yourself. Don't embarrass, don't embarrass the Patriots' way. Don't embarrass Aaron Hernandez. He doesn't need any more embarrassment. Concede. Don't bring it to the Supreme Court. I know in the last podcast when I was speaking to Amin Ellison, I said Supreme Court. I made a mistake. I don't fact check. I don't fact check. Okay? But Tom Brady, you, you, you finally did the right thing and you conceded. And everybody's like, ooh, ooh, I, I don't mind a, a pissed off Tom Brady coming back five games into the season. A, a pissed off, arrested Tom Brady coming back five games into the season. What am I supposed to be scared, Ben Affleck? Dennis Leary? Matt Damon? Am I, am I supposed to be nervous about this? All the new kids on the block? I'm not nervous about this. Win another Super Bowl. You're never going to be able to take back what the Giants took for you. The last time we did it, you tried to go for perfection and we took it. <laughs> That's the end of you, Tom Brady. That's the end of the fucking deflate gate. That's it. It's over. I love the CrossFit culture. <clears throat> I, uh, I stopped doing CrossFit. I did it for about six months. Um, I don't know exactly why I didn't continue doing it. I, I liked it. Sometimes some of the exercises were like, when am I ever going to do this? Uh, the, the rope climbing thing I'm 46 I'm never climbing a rope Okay uh, uh, You know it's, but, but I like the whole culture I respect it <clears throat> But the CrossFit games Which has become ginormous It'll never be like the UFC But it's the same type of thing CrossFit games Yeah CrossFit games They're on ESPN Billion dollar business Humongous 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 Some assholes uh, uh, the, uh, At the CrossFit games Have decided Okay, to give out two million dollars in prize money and and a Glock handgun. That that's correct. The sponsor of the CrossFit Games is Reebok, so you could win two million dollars and a Glock handgun if you're the biggest goon. God bless you at the CrossFit Games. This is this is classless and stupid. And, and, and it's not the right time to be, to be giving out guns to winners of competitions. I, I, I've never heard of that. Give them a vacation, a car, uh, I don't know, a living room set, some furniture, a new, a new uh, refrigerator, and the $2 million. Don't give a fucking gun to the winner of, of, of a sports contest. There's too much going on. I don't care. If we, I, 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 listen, listen. The gun thing, it needs to be dealt with, okay? And you don't need to be, that, that shouldn't be like an incentive to, to win uh, uh, by getting a gun uh, for winning the, the CrossFit Games on um, ESPN, sponsored by Reebok. Bad, bad choice, no good, and, 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 and uh, I wasn't going to watch the CrossFit Games, but now I'm really not. Well, I'm banning the fucking CrossFit Games. How about that? I'm starting, I'm starting a, 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 a campaign to ban the CrossFit games. It's, it's me against the entri- entire CrossFit community. You want to do some log jumping, some, some tire flipping? I'm here. Uh, I'm not going to back down. <clears throat> Miles Davis, please cue the sick fuck of the week music. This award is earned, not given. It's called the sick fuck of the week. This guy's really sick. Lock him up. How could you do it? Don't... Let him out. Damn. 
You fucked the dog? You what? You fucked the dog? Why would you fuck the dog? Why would you fuck your girlfriend's dog? What sick fuck? The sick fuck of the week. It's earned. Earned. Not given. You did what? No. 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 A gentleman named Drayvon, Drayvion, Drayvion Hampleton, Drayvion, I don't know, D-A-V-I-O-N, Drayvion, was arrested, okay, the other day in Florida, shocker, um, this guy couldn't, couldn't have been totally sober, he had to be on some of that uh, embalming fluid, uh, 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 which I'm going to get to next, because uh, we have a double sick fuck of the week this week, um, he was arrested for robbing a bank, um, and that wasn't the worst of it. You, you, you don't get to become the sick fuck of the week for, for just robbing a bank. Um, while he was at the sheriff's office in Lee County, Florida, that just sounds like a, a, a nefarious place, Lee County, um, uh, Mr. Hampleton asked to use the restroom. The deputy said, yeah, okay, go, go, go to use the restroom. This fucking guy comes out of the restroom covered in shit. The newspaper calls it feces. I say shit. He came out of the restroom covered in shit and he had shit or his own feces in his hands and he threw it at the deputies in the court. Uh, I can imagine the deputies in the court. I'm surprised this guy didn't escape because if you throw shit at me, I don't care if I'm trained in any way, shape or form. I'm going to flee. Okay. But these guys are obviously uh, braver than I am. And, and, and they, they, they were able to restrain Mr. Hampleton. Uh, but congratulations. Um, again, your bank robbing didn't uh, get you to be the sick fuck of the week. But throwing shit and rubbing it all over yourself, it did. So so congratulations to that. Uh, Miles, cue uh, the sick fuck of the week uh, music again. Two sick fucks of the week. Guy in Pennsylvania. Neighbor thought something might be wrong. Thought the guy was weird. A couple of weeks later, police showed up. They uh, removed uh, a box from his home. His neighbor saw it, put it in a police vehicle. A few weeks after that, they revealed what was in the, in the box. Uh, a human brain. Sick fuck of the week, Joshua Lee Long stole a human brain um, and then was dousing it in his weed and his pills because I guess the, the, the uh, formaldehyde, is that, is that what it is? Formaldehyde uh, and, and, and the drugs that they use to, 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 to store embalming fluid, uh, they'd spray the embalming fluid on the weed to, to, to get a, a higher high um, from a brain. The, 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 the Cumberland County uh, people, they don't know where the fuck he got the brain from. They, they think that he, he, he might have dug it up from a corpse and, and you, you, you got to have a serious, serious, serious drug problem. Listen, my man, come to L.A. They got all – go to any one – there's so many states that have weed, legal, and, and it ain't just your, your normal Cheech and Chong weed. It, it, it'll get you wherever you need to go. You don't need to go digging up corpses, stealing brains from motherfuckers, okay? Uh, you're now the sick fuck of the week. We got two – I'm sorry, I thought we were going to just have two sick fucks of the week, but we got three sick fucks of the week. Miles, let me get a a little bit more of the sick fuck of the week music. Everybody knows I'm not a cat guy, okay? I don't like cats. I don't trust them. Um, I find that uh, at least uh, somebody... uh, uh, Within in, in, in everybody knows somebody close to them who's allergic to cats, which which right there means they're a weird animal. Okay, again, not my thing. My mom has cats. I pet her cats. I play with them. I don't like them. I don't trust them. I love you, mom. I don't like your cats. W- what can I say? That being said, the third sick fuck of the week from upstate New York tried to bake his cat. The uh, Faleen was found after firefighters responded to a smoke alarm in in this guy's apartment. Uh, This cocksucker uh, tried to bake it, attempted to roast the fucking cat. Obviously, uh, no reason was given uh, why this guy was trying to cook his fucking cat. 
Um, but firefighters, you know, he almost burnt the fucking house down, okay, by trying to cook a cat. And, and, and you get, I don't know, what do you get for that? Like, you can't keep him in jail for the rest of his life, but I, I don't want him walking the streets. Like, is there like some sort of boot camp you could send a guy like this to uh, with other sick fucks? They give him mental health evaluation uh, uh, to see what it what is. I don't need to give him mental health evaluation. You tried to bake a cat. So, so therefore, I know you're a sick fuck. Um, so this guy, uh, his last name is Anavoui. I don't know how to say his last name. Uh, but if you saw the picture of him, Darren Anovi, check it out. Check out the picture of him, A-N-N-O-V-I. Look up the guy who tried to bake his fucking cat in Betivia, 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 New York. He's kind of like the poster boy for, for a sick fuck uh, just across the board. Um, the cat died and, uh, uh, you know, who knows? Who knows how many cats this, this sick, what was he going to do with the, with the cooked cat? See, I am Rapport Stereo Pockets. Miles, let me get some funk. Let me get something real nice, and, and I'll be right back uh, before we get to uh, B. Marshall, Brandon Marshall. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, see, I'm Rapport Stereo Podcast. Yo, I love the ESPN 30 for 30s. If you haven't seen the Daryl and Doc, uh, Daryl Strawberry and Doc Gooden, Dwight, Doc Gooden, uh, 30 for 30 premiered a couple of days ago. Check it out. Um, you know, really uh, a, a time and place in New York that doesn't exist anymore. Um, and, 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 you know, I mean, pretty much everybody knows their story. Those two, goo, those two dudes were, were wild for the night. Plus, Lenny Dykstra was on that team, and, and he's coming out with his story. He was wild for the night. Um, and, and, and the fact that they all played on one team, but, but, but Daryl and Doc were getting it in. They were, they were on that, uh, how do you say, it? those gray skies, um, that booger sugar, um, that nose candy. You know what I'm saying? That, that, that Samuel Jackson, that that jungle fever, you know what I'm saying? That gator, that crack cocaine. Um, before Uwe, there was that good, good Maurice. And they were doing it hard body karate. Um, and uh, now they're, they, they're struggling to get their lives in order. Strawberry seems like he, he, he's got it figured out. And hopefully he'll stay sober and remain a positive influence. I'm not so sure about Dwight Gooden. But definitely check out the ESPN 30 for 30. Um <clears throat> Daryl Strawberry admitted to freaking off in between innings during games he was playing in, which which I don't know if that puts him in a world-class stickman category, but it, 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 he definitely is up uh, up for consideration. Okay, he was, he was fucking in between innings while he played for the New York Mets. Uh, that's impressive. What's also impressive, speaking of stickman coxman, and I don't know how I've never brought this up when, when I've gone over the list of, of, of great Coxman. I, I know there's a long, long, long list, and I know that there's people I, I forget. And, and believe me, I mean no disrespect when I forget some of the greats. Mick Jagger. Yes, you're like, yes, yes. Mick Jagger, world-class Coxman. Fantastic stick man. Is having his... His eighth kid, I believe, at 72 years old. You're that dude, Mick Jagger. First of all, I apologize for, for never bringing you up in the conversation of great stick men. Um, my respect goes out. From the beginning to, to, to now, he's been getting it in. Again, I want to also articulate something. Being a stick man, it doesn't mean necessarily being a pig. Being a savage doesn't necessarily mean you're a great coxman. These are, these are two separate things, okay? So just because you're a savage doesn't mean you're a great coxman, okay? There's a certain je ne sais quoi uh, uh, that, that great stickmen have, okay? It's not, just, it's, it's not just the quantity, it's the quality. And, and, and Mick Jagger is, is up there, top 10 of all time for sure. So no disrespect um, that I haven't brought you up. Congratulations 
on on being able to 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 still put out that super sperm. Um, and and hopefully you're gonna have a healthy uh, uh, a new child soon. But but his his lady is pregnant, and and yo my hat goes off to you, uh, Mick Jagger. I fuck with you, hard body karate. Um, <clears throat> what else is going on? This is what they call the 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 dog days of sports, and 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 I've been watching a little bit of NBA summer league, which is a little bit like uh you know it. it, it the, 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 the quality of the games are, are very indicative of the summer. They're, you know, slow, you know, sometimes boring, sometimes exciting. But, but, but in general, they're just kind of like, they're slow motion, like a really hot, hot summer day. I don't think that was a good analogy, but I tried. But Ben Simmons, the number one pick in the draft, I, I, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm worried about, about this fucking guy. This fucking guy, this is so much of the selfie millennial mentality. This fucking guy sat out in what was like his sixth, seventh, or eighth, maybe ninth. Again, we don't fact check at the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. Sat out a summer league game. Was he hurt? No. He just, you know, didn't didn't play. Now, whether his coaches suggested it, I, I, I can't imagine that. Or he suggested, you're tired, you're 19. You're the first pick in the NBA draft and you're sitting out and then during the game you're sitting on the fucking bench eating french fries and taking pictures with 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 fans. You're the first round pick eating french fries on the bench. You fucking french fry eating cocksucker you. You got big fucking balls, Ben Simmons. I'm 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 concerned about that. If if I was the coach, I'd be like, "Yeah, nah, nope, nope, motherfucker. Nah." No, no. Put the French fries down. Now you're going to run laps. Okay, you don't want to play. You're going to run laps during the gym, during an NBA Summer League game. You need to set the precedent off the top. You're sitting out during a Summer League game. Get the fuck out of here. I don't know. Anyway, we're coming up with Brandon Marshall, B. Marshall. Um, you know, I talk a lot about basketball, but I used to play football growing up. I, I, used, to, I used to get it in until uh, I was about 13. You know, and, and then the coaches were like, please... Take him off the field. He's going to kill somebody out here. I was, I was that kind of dude. I was vicious. Um, you know, they begged me to stop. Please, please take him off the team. He's, a, he's, he's going to kill somebody. And, and I don't necessarily think they meant it in a good way. Um, so when we come back at the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast, it's going to be me, Brandon Marshall. Uh, we're doing it live and direct. The Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast is sponsored by Casper Mattress. Casper Mattress is an award-winning sleep company. Voted one of the best inventions of 2015. Mattresses can cost you up to $2,000, but at Casper, you could get a king-size mattress for just $950. They guarantee you 100 nights. You could sleep on the mattress for 100 nights. If you don't like the mattress, you can return the mattress for free. Okay. Not 98 days, not 99 days, 100 days. If you don't like sleeping, napping, doing whatever you need to do on that mattress, call Casper. They will pick up the mattress, and they will either recycle it or donate it to somebody who appreciates a good night's sleep. That's a guarantee. Go to Casper.com, C-A-S-P-E-R, forward slash Rappaport. Get $50 off your next purchase at Casper Mattress. Trust me, I sleep on a Casper mattress every night. I love it. They have sheets. They have pillows. Everything is great about Casper. The brand keeps growing. Now there's copycat brands. The mattress will come to you in a box, and you'll be like, what the fuck is this? This isn't a mattress. Then the box opens. The mattress expands. It's not a blow-up mattress. It's a worldwide phenomenal mattress is what it is. All right, go to Casper.com. If you're looking to buy a mattress, trust me, I sleep on one every night, and I sleep like a baby, okay? Go to Casper.com. Michael, what's up? <laughs> How you doing, my man? Hey, I'm good, man. Just taking it easy. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, man. I'm good. I appreciate you doing this, man. Uh, this is uh, this is gonna be big for uh, my fans, and and you know, I'm I'm a fan of yours. So uh, I don't want to keep you long. I know it's Saturday. I know you in pre pre training camp, so you enjoying the uh, the off season. So let me let me just get into this, my man. Okay. How are you enjoying living in New York and playing in New York? Because I got to tell you, I don't think I can remember somebody who's a quote-unquote out-of-towner 
coming to New York and embracing everything that being a New York professional athlete uh, can give and can do. And, 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 and you seem to really, you know, once you got traded to the Jets, you seem to have uh, enjoyed it the moment you arrived. So, so how, how are you liking the New York lifestyle? You know what, to be, to be honest with you, man, you know, obviously I'm not from New York, but I am so New York. Right. You know, like my personality, you know, it is everything about me. You know, I feel like I fit right into the city. You know, even like right now, I'm looking at the Brooklyn Bridge, um, looking at the Manhattan Bridge. I'm looking at downtown because I, li- I just moved to Brooklyn. Oh. And I absolutely love it, man. Like, it's crazy. It, it reminds me, like, Brooklyn reminds me of my hometown, like Pittsburgh, East Liberty. Uh. So I'm walking around and just the culture and the people, it just makes me feel at home. And when you feel at home, you're energized. When you're energized, man, I just you go on that field or in that quarter in that office and you just turn into a monster and and I, that's why I love living in the city and I and and I just said no to living in the suburbs because every time I come through that tunnel or every time, you know, I drop into the city, it just refuels me, man. There's so much energy, so much amazing like stuff going on. Yeah. It's like, yo, I want to play here as long as I can because I want to feel this every single day. Yo, that's dope that you live in Brooklyn, man. I, I, I don't know if I know of any other professional athlete I've ever even heard of living in Brooklyn, man. So that's that's crazy, man. That that's 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 cool, man. That's good. You sound like you got some a, a, a nice view. You got every goddamn bridge. You said you could see every damn bridge from where you're standing right now. You 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 got a nice spot. Oh man, yeah, I got the Manhattan. I'm in between the Manhattan Bridge, uh, the Brooklyn Bridge. And you can see the Statue of Liberty. I see the Freedom Tower. That's beautiful. I mean, it's just amazing. I, I literally wake up at five in the morning and I just look outside my window and be like, "Wow, that's dope." You know, I was telling somebody, I was telling somebody the other day. You know, it's almost like, you know, because I could never, I could never figure it out. Like when I even like up until like a month ago, before I moved in, I couldn't figure out like why would people live right by the bridge? It sounds noisy. It doesn't seem comfortable. And once I started looking at it, I was like, okay, this, this can work. And I pulled the trigger. And then once I moved in, it's, it's, it, it reminds me of like living by the Rockies. Mm-hmm. You know, cause I also played in Denver. You know, those bridges, man, are so amazing. I'm getting goosebumps right now just talking about it. Uh, but when you wake up and you see it, it's amazing, bro. That's that's dope. That's dope, man. That I'm I'm happy for you that you. I'm, I honestly I'm happy for you and I'm jealous, man, because I'm I'm mostly in L.A. Man. So that that's just that's just dope, and I love that you know somebody is as prominent as you you know took to Brooklyn because that's just that's just dope. So 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 what are you uh what are you enjoying more? Because I you know when I first met you, I told you I love watching you on Showtime on Inside the NFL, and 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 I really think. You've emerged as a great personality, a great broadcaster. Um, you know, I don't think, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think I've ever seen anybody in any sport who is simultaneously a star in his sport and then also commenting on it during the season. And, and you know, and I think that, you, you know, the culmination of, of especially the interview you did last season uh, with Pac-Man Jones after the incident with the Steelers, you know, I think you really like you, 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 you asked them the hard questions. You didn't, you know, you didn't baby them. You asked the fair questions. But your point of view comes from somebody who's not only done it, but who's actually doing it. So, so you seem like you're having a good time. Are, are you still are you still loving football uh, as much as you are, are loving broadcasting? Because I, I see I see a, a a Michael Strahan part two coming up for you, my man. <laughs> hey, listen, that's an honor to be uh, mentioned in, in the same breath as Michael Strahan. But to be honest with you, man, uh, this past year and a half, like, well, I get, as soon as I got traded to New York, it kind of like uh, re-energized me. Uh, I think I needed that, you know, just the way things went down in Chicago. And I absolutely love Chicago. I still love Chicago. Right. I'm out. Love Chicago. Uh, so it was great to be here. And then once I got here in the locker room with all the guys, moved into the city. I lived in Tribeca last year. I was, I just like just start falling in love with just where I'm at in life again. 
meaning just like playing football. And bro, I've never loved football more ever in my life than I love football now. Like I, I'm like so excited about this year. Mm. I just feel like not only do we have a great team, but I just love where I'm at mentally, physically, because uh, that's what you need, man. Like when when you can go to work every single day and it's not work, it's an awesome feeling. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful. And thing. when it comes to the television part, yeah. When it comes to the broadcasting part, bro. To be honest with you, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. You know, and and I'm just trying to get better at every single se- segment, every single show, every single year. Um, and the way I look at it and the way I approach it is, you know trying to define my seat. How do I define my seat? And the way I define my seat is pretty much um, taking the viewer inside the locker room. Like, that's my seat. That's who I am. Like, I don't try to be anyone else. I beat myself up there. And my perspective is, listen, this is how the active player feel. This is how the active player walk. This is how the active player talk. You know, and you can't see that anywhere else. You know, so that's what I try to live in right there when I'm on television. Well, you, you're doing a good job at it, and and I think it's I think it's it's groundbreaking. I love it, and 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 I think you really do bring that insight. You know, like you, you're you know you probably banged up, and then you show up, and you're you're talking about your games, you're talking about the other games, and 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 honestly, I I love it. So so are are your opponents treating you different? Uh, now that you're you're on TV week after week, so if you score on them, or they, you know, are are the players you're going against, you know, treating you a little different. And secondly, to that question, out of all the players in the NFL, who talks the most shit? So, so the two part question. <laughs> all right. So the first part is, you know, yes, they give me more respect. Like, mm. you know, you, you it's 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 crazy. Not only players but coaches you know, walk up to me and be like, man, you're doing a great job on the show, or man, I love your point. Or some of my teammates be like, bro, what suit? Like, that that suit you wore <laughs> last show was terrible. You know what I mean? So that's, what, that's the interesting thing that's happening around the league with me as far as being on inside the NFL on Showtime is that, you know, guys are really uh, appreciating it. And, and, and one of the questions they always ask is like, how the heck do you do it, you know? Like, you're bold for taking that step. And that's one of the reasons why I actually did it is because, guys, I'm trying to show guys that you can do more. You're more than just a football player. And I think guys are realizing that. We're right. in a new age where people are trying to do more. But I think they're afraid to, to stand up and say, listen, you know, while I'm playing, I still have time to do other things. I'm, you know, that's where guys get in trouble is where they try to wait, you know, when they're done. And when you're done, nobody cares about you. They're They're, they're looking – they're looking for the next guy, the next right. Brandon Marshall. You know, like right now, they care all they care about is Antonio Brown and 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 Odell Beckham Jr. Right. You know, so you better get it while you got a chance. And the other part to your question is the biggest talk, the biggest trash talker. Man, I will have to say uh, Fontes Burfitt. Okay, from uh, Cincinnati, uh, he talks a lot of trash, but he's like a He's an angry man out there. It's not like I wouldn't even call that trash. He talking trash to me is almost like a it was within a game. It comes with the game, you know. It, it's a part of the game. You need to have that. But like he takes it to a whole nother level. It gets real personal. You know, there's 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 boundaries that you shouldn't cross. I remember Carmelo Anthony having an incident on the court. Mm-hmm. You know, someone said something to him, and you know, it's, like, it's cool to talk trash, but you can't. There's certain things that's off limits. I got you. You know, um, yeah. So like, I think Von Tass might not even be a trash talker. It's just a dirty. He's just a dirty talker. Uh, but the biggest trash talker, man, I, I don't even know, man. Okay. There's a lot of guys out there. Is 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 so when you're going like, when you when you have somebody that's taking it to another level as far as what they're saying and like their their tone are you like do you engage because you know sometimes you you know you've had a history of engaging with shit or do you just laugh at it and at this point in your career do you like yeah, are you just like yo this dude's oh. just bugging out and I'm just gonna just beat his ass like how do you approach it now that you're you know you 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 how old are you Brandon 
I'm 32, man. So, yeah. So, listen, don't say 32. I'm 46. You say 32 like you're an old man. Okay, I'm 46 years old. You don't know what it's like waking up for a 46-year-old Jewish guy from New York. I don't even play football. You think your your legs and your hips hurt? Okay? You, you don't know what it's like for me, okay? But but so, so, so but now that you've played so many years in the league, how do you deal with guys like that where their personality, you're just like, it's like, yo, this guy's, this guy's on another planet. You know what? Um. What the, what the bird man say? Put some respect on my name. What uh-huh. he say? Yeah, I got like that type of attitude in the field. Like, I, you talk trash to me. You talk trash to me. I ignore you. I may even sm- I may smile at you, but the reason why I don't feed into that and talk back, bro, is because I'm conserving all my energy for football. Like, right. I don't have time for. That. I'd be tired out there, bro. Right. So I don't get into all that bantering back and forth. I hear you. But when you dirty talk me, you talk about my kids, you talk about my wife, it ain't about football anymore. Right. Anymore. I hear you. I give you an example. Last year we were playing against the Giants, and um, Dick Jenkins said something that uh, it was across, you know, across that line. And uh, we had like a pat, we had a run play on, and I was supposed to go out and block the corner. And I was supposed to be like way out by the sideline. Well, what I did is, I cut my split I'm all the way down there by like the Brickishaw Ferguson. Mm-hmm. So my split is cut dramatically. Um, I was supposed to go block the corner. I abandoned my responsibility and ran right to him and just like tried to crack him. Mm. <laughs> I almost tackled Chris Ivory. <laughs> but it was so funny. The coach was like, oh my gosh, this dude is going in there to hit a 330 pounder. You know, I you know, and I picked the right situations. Like you know, it was the last play. It was like one of the last plays of half. We weren't trying to get a first down. We were just trying to run the clock out. So I'm smart with it. But I'll do something, you know, way way to the left to get your attention and let you know, like, look, stay within those lines. I hear you. I hear you. Yo, you know what? Yo, is your accent the like the way you speak? Sometimes when I hear you on Showtime and now I'm listening to you now on the phone, is that like a Pittsburgh thing? Because it almost sounds like you got like a British accent. Has anyone ever told you that before? Is that a funny question? Is that like Pittsburgh <laughs> shit or something? Well, a lot of, <laughs> well, a lot of people always, uh, you know, say something about my accent. But I'm from Pittsburgh originally, and then I moved to Florida, so I get like this. East Coast Southern Twain thing going on, you know? All right, all right. Because I'm like, yo, is this dude, like, did he have, like, a stint in London or some shit? Uh, it's cool. I just, it's just, <laughs> I, it's just, it's unique. All right, so let me, let me, let me get back to, uh, uh, to, to let me get to the Jets. What's the deal with Fitzpatrick? Who's going to be your quarterback? And, and are, do you like, like, how do you, Deal with that, knowing that you, you have a chemistry with Fitzpatrick. It's a business. You know, the Jets and Fitzpatrick have to figure out their business. But are you concerned? Do you get involved with that? Well, I mean, as far as involvement, you know, obviously I'm a player. So, you know, there's not much I can do you know, when it comes to the business side. But, you know, I am very uh, inquisitive, you know, um, you know, but that is, that's as far as it goes. Right. Uh, I try to give support to the player, you know, like not only, you know, Fitz, but even Big Mo, like, you right. know, understanding what they're going through because I've been through it. Uh, I don't know what's going on, bro. You know, like to be honest, me and Fitz talk every day, like mm. all the time. But I text this dude the last two weeks three times and there's no response. So Shit. the only thing that he can tell me right now uh, to to make it right is, hey, bro, I was out of the country on, or I was on vacation. Mm. Because it's not like him. So it's it's scaring me right now. It's, it, it, it scared me that my guy hasn't texted me back. When we FaceTime, um, we text, we call, you know, all the time. So All right. We'll I hope it gets happens, worked out. It's, it's scary right now. I hear you. All right. Okay, cool. Because, cause I, I, I mean, you guys had a good thing going, and, you know, you, you, you almost made it to the playoffs, and I think that you, you'll, you'll build on that for next season. And, and you know, I, I've always liked Fitzpatrick, so I hope they get it worked out. If you had – first of all, do you mess with fantasy football at all? How aware are, are the players of fantasy football? You know, I'm a fantasy football beast. I don't know if you know this about me. Like, they call me the beast. I don't play around with my fantasy football, okay? But how, how aware are you of fantasy football? And here's the second part. If you were playing fantasy football, excluding yourself, who would be your number one pick? 
Who would you pick number one for fantasy? Okay. Well, I, I think football. I think players do pay attention, but you got to realize, man. A lot of guys say, "Oh, I don't pay attention. I don't read things," but they actually do, man. He, a lot of us are egomaniacs, you know. Right. So, you know, guys want to know like what, it, what 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 are what are people saying about me or where are they drafted me? That that's a big thing. Like uh-huh. guys use that as fuel. You know, you draft a guy in in, in you know late rounds. You know, they 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 get a little little feisty about that. Um, for me personally, like I, I'm not a, I don't play it. I played it my second year. Mm-hmm. I was like me, Tony Scheffler, Jay Cutler, and a couple, you know, regular dudes. Uh, that was fun. That was awesome. I should do it again. You know what? I may do it again. Come on, Maybe man. You want to get down with my fantasy year. league, B. Marshall? Because yeah, you know what? I, I I think I'll do that. I think yeah. Oh me up. God, that would be so much fun. That would be so much fun. And, and I play for small stakes. What I play for? I'm down. Oh, that would be incredible. And I don't. I play for the money's not the thing for me. It's the shit talking. Because when you want to talk about shit talking, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, seriously forget the NFL, the NBA, Muhammad Ali. I'm up there with the best of the best. So if if I win, I talk <laughs> shit, but when I lose, when I'm down, I feel like I'm even a better shit talker. I would be I would love that so much and I think it would be such a learning experience. All right, so if you are in my league and or in any league, I'm not going to hold you to it, but I, I I will hold you to it. Who would be your first pick? Uh, you know, so see, see I got to get, you know, reacquainted with fantasy football. It's the Pete so obviously you gotta you gotta get a skill position because uh, those are the guys that put the most points. So what is it, quarterbacks? Yeah, well, see, go I go with quarterbacks first. Like if, if I was to say who would I pick, like most of these know-it-alls and these know-it-alls, they wear suits. They never been out on the gridiron like you, like me. They never been on there. They never been sweating. They don't put the work in. Okay, yeah. but I like to go with a quarterback first. But that's just me. I'm a winner. A lot of these people and the different leagues have different scoring. So, if but the, if that's the for, if that's the formula, if that's the right formula, then I'm going to go with quarterback too. And you know what? My surprise this year. My surprise quarterback is Jay Cutler. I think he's going to light it up. You do, huh? Why? How come? That was a joke, bro. I'm still <laughs> <a> comedian. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, oh shit! No, I didn't no, see. Actually, I knew that was a weird, a weird uh, choice, but I was like, all right, I got you, I got you, I got you. All right, uh, I'm just. <laughs> no, you're you're no, funny, man. No, actually, I th- I do think he's going to have a big year, though. I do think Jay Cutler's going to have a big year, but I wouldn't pick him. Uh, number one. Hell no, I wouldn't uh, pick him number one. You threw me for a loop with that would, shit. Yeah, I would pick. I would pick probably. Uh, man, you got Cam Newton. Can he do that again? Because not only is he throwing touchdowns, but he's also running. Yeah, he's the ball scoring. Running. Yeah, I would probably go with. Um, I'll go with Cam Newton. All right. Yeah, that's who I would go with too. Um, all right, I'm not going to keep you much longer. I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate that this, Brandon. How how relieved are you as a football player and I'm sure as a fan that this deflate gate shit is finished? And and do you think Garoppolo will be uh, Tim Tebow Tim Tebow 2.0? Wow. <laughs> to be honest with you, I know nothing. I'm I know nothing about. I know nothing about. Um, Garoppolo. I just heard all the talk from last year that, you know, he was actually pretty good. So we'll see, man. But I, I can't speak on that because I, I I don't even know what college he went to. What college did he go to? You're asking me. I you think I give a shit about this guy and the Patriots? I'm so I'm I, I'm so over this Deflategate, Brandon. I'm so sick of this Deflategate. But I'm glad that, that he's he's got the suspension and, and and it's done with. I feel like the suspension is a little bit uh you know more than than the crime. But you know I I, I you know you know if if you're oh, yeah. a New York fan, if you're a Jets fan or a Giants fan. You, we don't we don't mess with the Patriots. So so this is this is a beautiful well, yeah, thing yeah, that this is have, finally happening. Well, well, you know, I think well, my approach to it, I don't think it's every guy's approach. It's two things. Um, one, as a player, obviously, you know, you have a better chance of winning when Tom Brady's not on the field. I yep. mean, that's a fact. Tom Brady's one he, to me, he's the best quarterback to ever do it. Wow. You know, I love Tom Brady's game. I actually like him as a person. I actually love Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have that aspect when he's not on the field. 
not only the best player on the Patriots, but one of the best player probably in the league when he's on the field, the other team has a better chance winning. But then there's the other side, and it's the business side of due process. Right. And as a player, you know, you, 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 you're still one. You know, he, although mm. he's a Patriot, although he's a rival, although we, we, we hate playing against the Patriots, we, I got you. we dislike the Patriots. As a player, you still have to stand up for what's right. And, you know, we, we, we definitely believe that um, that process needs to change. I, I, you know, now I'm not speaking. I'm not speaking on what's right, what's wrong. You know, uh, did Tom Brady do it? Did he not do it? Should he be suspended? Should he not? I'm speaking on just making sure that the players uh, are in a uh, in a right position. You know, a fair position. That makes sense. I respect that. All right, Brandon. Yo, I'm going to let you go. I want to tell you also, I, sincerely, I really appreciate you taking the time. I respect and appreciate all you're doing about speaking out in, in regards to the, the mental health and the borderline personality disorder and everything you're doing for the mental health community. I think you, you can absolutely continue to make a change and make an impact because, again, I don't think that you know you would be the, the, the prototypical face of mental health i think it's a shameful thing and i think that you, you being brave enough to 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 embrace it and to to speak out about it is is great i hope you continue to do that i wish you nothing but luck uh with it with the jets i hope you have a, a healthy safe season enjoy brooklyn and 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 if you want to get in this fantasy league listen just just know that I come in and I talk greasy, okay? There's there's no money involved, but it, it's I'm going to talk about everything. All right, cool. Put me put me in. Sign me up. All right, cool, Brandon. Listen, enjoy the rest of your offseason. Have a great training camp, and, and uh, I appreciate you taking the time, my man. All right, Mike. All right, cool, Brandon. I'll talk to you later. Featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, that was that was fantastic. That was a fantastic, fantastic conversation, discussion with Brandon Marshall. Um Shit, what can I say? Brandon Marshall doesn't know that much about fantasy football. Me being a fantasy football beast, um, shit, I'm going to have to learn him, teach him uh, uh, of the ways. Uh, what can I say? J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. And that's coming from a Giants fan. Uh, I'm not one of these guys who, who, who doesn't appreciate the Jets. I fuck with the Jets since the Richard Todd, Joe Klecko, Mark Gassino days, Freeman, uh, Freeman McNeil and them. Um, but I, 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 I love the Giants, um, but, but I don't hate the Jets. Um, yo, we're going to be on tour the 28th in uh, Minnesota, the 29th in Milwaukee with a live conversation, a live podcast with the Latrell Sprewell and the 31st uh, in Chicago. All soft-ass I Am Rappaport stereo podcast t-shirts are available at districtlines forward slash IamRappaport.com. We have the full Iverson t-shirt, the All Loaves Matter t-shirt. The hard body karate t-shirts, they're all soft. I'm going to tell you something straight up. I've gotten t-shirts um, from other places, other designs, some NBA t-shirts. And I wear them one and done. Because if the t-shirt isn't soft, first of all, it's the summertime. Nobody wants to be wearing some hot-ass, heavy-ass t-shirt. Second of all, the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast t-shirts, they wash well. They're not going to just rip on you. They're not going to shrink. Uh, an extra large isn't going to turn into a medium. A medium's not going to turn into an XX small. Okay, we have the super soft, hard body karate Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast t-shirts at District Lines forward slash IronRapport.com. Who doesn't want to walk around in a full Iverson t-shirt? We're coming out with a... Uh, Make podcast great again t-shirts. We're coming out with stick men t-shirts. We're doing it all. See, I'm Rapport Stereo Podcast. Me and G Monetti will be back uh, face-to-face in the streets of New York. And uh, I appreciate the support. I want to give a shout-out to these dudes in Australia. First of all, the Australian Rapper Pack, my man. And then Matt Muir and uh, Joe Apai. I'm probably not saying your names right. They have a basketball team that's called the fucking stick men. Okay. It's called the Stickman. So it's like a rec league team. I hope you win the whole fucking division. You go undefeated and you kick ass. 
You have the best name in rec league history, the Stickmen. So Matt Muir and your whole crew, the team team Stickmen from Down Under, my man at uh, RapPack.com, my man, Mr. Morris, uh, Vegas, Ian John, everybody who supports the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. There's so many of you. I'm just riffing. Um, Chicago Rapport Pack, Anthony Hubert, all, all you guys. I'm forgetting so many names, the Rapper Chicks. I just want to let you know we, we, we love the support. I personally love the support. Um, we're doing this for you. We're trying to make the best episodes possible. Um, have fun, be insightful, and, and bring a little a little, uh, a little honesty and creativity to the podcast game. And shout out to all the other dope podcasts and the people that are, are doing their thing. Miles Davis, Jordan Winter, the best producers in the game. Let me get some something real nice, something funky to take us out of this episode. And uh, that's it. We're done. 